This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller along with Kel Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a unique and fascinating place. Christmas is just a few weeks away, but there's several holiday events throughout the state to make you feel as if Christmas has arrived early. So today we'll start this festive road trip off in Greenwood for the Mississippi Delta 9th Annual Festival of Trees. Next, we'll travel to Jackson for Live at the Lowry House. We'll move on to Hattiesburg for their Zoo Lights and Holiday Market and end the show on the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the Smith Family Christmas Concert. Hold on tight. We're going for a jolly ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. This year, when you start feeling those twinges of holiday stress, don't. MPB Think Radio solves the age-old dilemma of the proverbial person who has everything with the MPB online store. Iconic MPB and PBS gear that's comfy and fun and celebrates that person's favorite shows. Long-sleeve t-shirts, DVDs, umbrellas, even toasty socks and baby booties. Plus a discount code for members in the MPB program guide. See for yourself at shopmpbonline.org. And relax, we got you. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we are traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi such a unique and fascinating place. Happy to have in the studio with me after a whirlwind Ooh, travel, Kamel King. Good to have you back, Kamel. Oh, man, looking in your bright, shiny face is just bringing joy to my weekend. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I do not have as many exciting things to share with our listeners as you do. You've had a really big week. You spent uh, last Friday in Louisiana honoring yes. the great Buddy Guy. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, my God. Look, I cannot even express it into words. Uh, went down to Baton Rouge for a press conference uh, on Friday and then the Mississippi Blues Trail marker unveiling for the, I mean, you just can't say enough about this, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award winner, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, I mean, Kennedy Center Award winner. I mean, this man is just the epitome of blues and uh, honored him with a Blues Trail unveiling in Letsworth, Louisiana on Saturday at uh, 3 o'clock. And it was, I mean, great. Uh, star-studded event, Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie Ray Vaughn's brother, oh, was cool. in attendance. He's a Grammy Award winner. Uh, Kenny Neal, uh, who is also another blues bluesman who's a Grammy nominee, uh, was, was there. The Lieutenant Governor, uh, Bill Nungesser, uh, from the state of Louisiana, and just uh, Point Coupee Parish. It was just awesome. And if you could have seen the emotion that this man had, uh, he likened this ceremony and that marker, which is the 201st Blues Trail marker, wow. uh, to performing for President Obama in the White House. Oh, my goodness. That is a, a monumental and emotional comparison there. During Black History Month. That's you know? beautiful. So, that yeah. is beautiful. Well, Buddy Guy is really like such a living legend, um, so especially since we've lost B.B. King. He really is up there yes, indeed. Um, in the hierarchy of the blues. And I know you enjoyed spending time with him. Yeah. And you sat on some panel discussions about the blues and about cultural tourism. And we're so proud of the work you're doing. Look, I just look around sometimes and I really have to stop and, and, and thank God, you know, because to be in the presence of all of these different people throughout my life has really been instrumental in forming me as a person because he is so humble. You know, to be, and he's nominated for a Grammy. He found out he was nominated for a Grammy while he was on the site. So, oh, that's so exciting. Crazy, yeah. Well, we'll have to cheer for Buddy Guy for a Grammy in 2019. There you go. That's coming up soon. So big news at Mississippi Today. We announced this morning that our friend uh, at 
part of the greater MPB family, Marshall Ramsey, is coming over to our team at Mississippi Today as editor-at-large. He'll start in January. So we're so excited. Uh, Mississippi Today and MPB on the airwaves um, in in a bigger way than we were before. Everybody just wants to work with Michelle. That's what it is. That's what it Uh, is. But excited to have uh, Marshall Ramsey join our team. And uh, good things to come for all in 2019. Really excited about that. Speaking of good things to come, good things are happening right now in Greenwood, where the Mississippi, excuse me, the Museum of the Mississippi Delta is celebrating their ninth annual Festival of Trees. And here to tell us all about it is Cheryl Thornhill, Executive Director of the Museum of the Mississippi Delta. Welcome, Cheryl. Good morning, Mary Margaret. It's so good to hear from you. Oh, I always love hearing from you. You're one of my favorite people. You have taken this museum to an incredibly new level of experience for your visitors and for the community. So let's talk a little bit about Museum of the Mississippi Delta before we dive into your special holiday program. Sure. Well, you know, the museum was founded in 1969 and um, moved in the building that we're in now in the 1970s. Um, so we're dealing with a, a building that was actually constructed in 1957. So the building we're in has been from 1957. So we've been dealing with this beautiful, you know, mid-century modern space. But as you know, Mary Margaret, you know, if, if a building is, is not built for a museum, you know, there's some quirks around that you've got to sort of play with. And, <laughs> and, so, and so to try to create spaces that flow well for your visitors when you're trying to tell the story, uh, the storyline and so forth. So we've been working on that. And with the help of the Mississippi Arts Commission and building funds for the arts, um, three years ago we um, had completed a renovation for part of the space and created some beautiful exhibition spaces that um, has allowed us to bring more um, travel exhibitions in and um, a lot of other programming that we couldn't have done before because of lack of space and then beginning Monday Mary Margaret our second renovation is going to start and it will be again through the Mississippi Arts Commission's building funds for the arts plus funds from the city of Greenwood and the county and staple cotton and we're going to um, reorganize our um, archaeological collection, and you'll enjoy this because you have a young one. We're building a children's discovery room. Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> We're real excited about that. And uh, the Junior Auxiliary of Greenwood has been most generous and gave us funding to, you know, sort of uh, do exhibits in that room and things for kids to play on. So if you can walk when, you know, next year in the spring, if you have a child that can, that's walking at least, you know, or whatever, they'll have something to do in that room. That is so wow. great. And in the Delta, uh, I believe you're really answering a need for more children's based learning experiences in a museum setting. So that's just really exciting mm-hmm. for everyone in that area and the goodness, the many visitors that come to Greenwood. So that's really exciting, Cheryl. Um, you guys have also really kind of stepped up your your special programming. You've got a really cool civil rights program coming in mm-hmm. in January. Talk a little bit about how you frame your thoughts around those sorts of special exhibits. Well, you know, one thing that's been very beneficial to us, uh, Mary Margaret, is that, you know, we are a small museum. I'm the only full-time staff member, and we have wonderful volunteers that help us, and I have a couple of part-time staff members, and we all work together. But, you know, it's, you know, I, I do all the programming, the exhibits, the grant writing. You know, I mean, I wear all the hats, you know, which is I'm happy to do because I love my job. But what we what we have found with our small budget, we found a company called Mid-America Arts Alliance, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, who... Um, Um, create exhibits through the National Endowment for the Humanities on the road. So institutions such as mine who can't afford expensive exhibits for a few weeks, these exhibits that we had a couple of years ago called the Power of Children, it only cost us $1,000. Mm. And so in so in, in April, actually, April 4th through May 25th, we're opening for all the world to see visual culture and the struggle for civil rights. And it's a very compelling, um, thought-provoking exhibition that deals with visual culture during the struggle for civil rights and how it's not just the news media, but it's but a lot of it is focused on news and how the civil rights movement was portrayed by, by by different television stations and the media and so forth. And it explores that through not only uh, uh, film and, and magazines and so forth, but ma- material culture as well. So we're going to be opening that, and, and we got a grant from the Mississippi Humanities Council, and we're going to be having programming throughout the, uh, all that time. So we'll hope you all be keeping 
keeping posted on that because it's going to be really exciting to have that exhibition. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Well, Cheryl, I mean, being in tourism, I am ashamed to say, ashamed to say that I have not been by the Museum of the Mississippi Delta. But for all of those listeners who haven't been through there, because, I mean, I'm reading about, you know, the Mount Mason Room. I'd love to hear about that and Agricultural Hall and Archaeology Room and Swamp Room. I mean, it's military history. What would someone expect who is a first-timer coming to the museum? Well, I think what we try to do in the Mississippi Delta, because we have so many wonderful institutions, as y'all know, that really focus on the blues, B.B. King, Grammy, Delta Blues Museum. And so what we do here is we're talking about and continuing to work to explain our storyline, which talks about you know, how the Delta was formed to begin with. So we have, we have paleontological materials that are 75 um, and to 80 million years old. We have some artifacts that are 350 million years old. So we have Whoa. that part that people can see. A mastodon they can see when they walk in that's 12,000 years old. And, you know, it's just, it's really fascinating. So we talk about the prehistory. And then we have... Uh, we have uh, a timeline that walks you through the history of Greenwood. We have a, a Civil War um, battle that took place in Greenwood. We have the most outstanding archaeological collections that were amassed about 40 years ago by a man, and that's what we're going to be reinterpreting in our archaeology gallery when we do new exhibits in there. And I have to give the Mississippi Delta National Heritage Area a plug for funding those exhibits that are going to be coming up. And you're right, we also have a gallery devoted to Greenwood LaFleur, who was chief of the Choctaw Indians when the Treaty of Dancing Rabbit Creek was signed in 1830. He built a home out in Carroll County. We talk about that. And we're recreating a new exhibit for that room, actually, that's going to open the first of next year. And then, on top of which, we continuously have running exhibits of our art, uh, like local artists or regional artists and uh, our art gallery, our main art gallery, which we've created a few years ago, is full of, of, of our permanent collection or either artists that are coming that we would like to showcase because we love showcasing our artists in Mississippi. Yeah, Cheryl, you guys have done a great job of being a community partner, so much so that in 2017 you were named the recipient of the Public Humanities Award by the Mississippi Humanities Council. That's the Humanities Partner Award. And you guys really take that seriously with those traveling or those changing exhibits of local artists. And your 25 uh, celebration of 25 trees is also a really good example of being that community partner. So let's talk a little bit about this fun holiday exhibit, if you will, that you've got up right now. Well, you know, Mary Margaret, I came in to, to uh, move to Greenwood. I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but I moved to Greenwood uh, from South Bend, Indiana in 2009. So I had lived up there for a while running a museum. And in South Bend, Indiana, there were 43 different languages spoken. And the mm. Center for History, where I was the director, um, it's a fairly good-sized museum, and so we had uh, a festival of trees. That's where I got the idea, but th those trees were decorated by d people from different countries, you know, because there were so many different folks that had, had come to that part of the country, you know, for jobs and so forth. So when I moved here, I knew that we didn't have that many languages spoken here, but perhaps we could get community organizations to put up to do a tree. Um, we've got multiple garden clubs here that have done one. We have the police department that does them, the, the, um, the city of Greenwood, um, Mississippi State Extension Services, a lot of um, different sororities, uh, churches, so that we ended up, you know, this year with 25 trees, all decorated by different organizations. We supply the trees, and they supply the decorations. And some of them are very creative, like, for example, we have a recycling center here in Greenwood, and so the woman who is in charge of it this year, you know, again, made all the ornaments from recycled materials. Love you know, that. Things like that. It makes them really special. You know, they're just, they're, you know, they're, they're very creative, I should say. Well, and that's a wonderful thing to get out and enjoy with your family while everyone is visiting in town for the holidays. You make this ex exhibit free to the public. You know, of course, donations are welcome, but um, you can get into this part of the museum without that regular admission fee, which I think is just such a, 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 mm -hmm. a Christmas gift, yes. a holiday gift yes. for the community. 
That's exactly right. In fact, we just had some, we have a school right around the corner called New Summit, and their 12th graders were just here this morning, you know, looking at the trees. And some of them had decorated a 4-H tree, so they wanted to come see it. And and it's in our space in our Delta community room, which we also use to have um, facility rentals. So it's really a nice, you know, sort of holiday atmosphere when people come in and have, we've actually had some, you know, definitely some facility rentals and some parties in here, you know, during the Christmas season. It makes it extremely festive. So it's really, everybody seems to enjoy it. And people call us now, can we do a tree? So (laughs) it's really fun. It's turned into something a lot of fun. I'm so glad to hear that. Now, Cheryl, tell us um, where you're located and where people can go to learn more about Museum of the Mississippi Delta. Well, our website, museumofthemississippidelta.com, um, we are doing some changes on that, so we're, we're getting um, some, some new uh, pages set up for in January, but you can still access it, but it's going to be improved next year. So there, our Facebook page at Museum of the Mississippi Delta, and then we're located at 1608 Highway 82 West um, in Greenwood. We're very accessible uh, right off the, the highway on the frontage road. In fact, Mary Margaret, I don't know if you've been up here to see our new sign that we have. We have a brand new sign out in front that was designed by Alan Hammonds of Hammonds and Associates here in Greenwood. Yay! You know, we, he's great. And so he, can, he, built, he, he designed a new logo for us, and then also he created this sign that he wanted it to look like the sign was sitting on top of an of a, of a mound, sort of emulating an Indian mound. Wow! And it is it is giant. And so before people didn't really see our our, our sign before, but you can definitely see it now. So you have to come up here sometime. <laughs> and see I'll make that. a special trip for that, Cheryl. Absolutely. Well, it's pretty awesome. Congratulations to you, and thanks for being on the show this morning. Always good to Thank have you. Thank you. You too, and Merry Christmas to both of you. Thank you. All right, it's time for us to take our first break, but when we get back, we're headed to Jackson for the Mississippi Heritage Trust Live at the Lowry Warm Clothing Drive and Concert. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org. Having a good time this morning with my co-host, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Before the break, we spoke with Cheryl Thornhill, Executive Director of Museum of the Mississippi Delta, about the Festival of 25 Trees taking place at the museum now through the end of the month. Make sure to drop by Greenwood and check them out on Highway 82 West. Can't miss them. All right, happy to have in the studio with us today such a treat, Lolly Rash, Director of Mississippi Heritage Trust, and Cole Furlow, artist, musician, and event coordinator for upcoming Live at the Lowry. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. Yes, well, we're so pleased to have you live at Lowry House. This is the first um, event of its sort at Lowry House. Before we get into the details of the event, Lolly, talk a little bit about Lowry House. Well, this building was on our most endangered list back in 2005, slated to be hauled off to the dump, and uh, we were able to work with Baptist Hospital, move the building. It is now our headquarters, beautifully restored, and we just want it to be used by the community for so many things. Now, Molly, tell our listeners about what the Heritage Trust does and the most endangered list and how important that is for people to know these artifacts of the state that will go away if it weren't for you guys. Well, we work with communities all over the state to save and renew places meaningful to Mississippians and their history. And one of our programs is the 10 Most Endangered Historic Places in Mississippi. And so 
coming up in uh, 2019, we'll announce another list of 10 properties, historic places that are endangered in some way. Maybe it's active threat. Someone's about to tear it down. It might be just uh, neglect or that the owner isn't able to care for it anymore. And so we work to raise awareness on a statewide platform to say, hey, these are valuable historic places and uh, they're worthy of our effort to bring them back to life and put them into use in our communities. Nice. Yeah, you guys have done such a great job of creating awareness around Mississippi's great architecture um, of all ranges. So we're not just talking about the old uh, sort of typical uh, stereotype of Mississippi architecture. You're really uh, embracing mid-century modern and bringing a lot of focus to that in Mississippi. So such ex- exciting work you guys do. And and now you really have a home base at Lowry House. That's sort of HQ for the Mississippi Heritage Trust. And um, I love this community partnership that you guys have got going. Um, Cole, talk a little bit about how this came about. You do a lot in the Jackson sort of music culture as a a musician in your own right, a producer, sort of a a collaborator in this DIY arts culture we have in Jackson. How did Lowry House come to your radar? So it really all started with the conversation that I had with uh, Laura Beth Lott, who's my girlfriend, and she actually works for the Heritage Trust on staff. And that's a great um, uh, synergy there. Yeah, it was it was pretty easy and natural (laughs) to just kind of like you know have this simple conversation about what we can do for the community using the Lowry house and, um, just getting them involved with what we do. Um, and you know, I, I've recently have realized that I've got a lot of talented friends that live around in Jackson that want to play as much as they can. And, um, the Lowry house just seemed like a no brainer for us to, um, just use it for, you know, having a show and then, you know, being able to connect the show with some sort of philanthropic need, some sort of philanthropic Mm -hmm. event, um, it just seemed like such a, an easy transition for us. Um, and it, it didn't take very much time for us to really come up with the with the formula, you know. Now, has the Lowry House ever done anything this cutting edge and contemporary, you know? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. We call it a preservation clubhouse. It's available for any community group that wants to meet there or hold an event there. We've certainly had neighborhood groups like Bellhaven Heights hold their uh, membership meetings, but... Uh, a uh, house party concert is uh, definitely a new one, yeah. and we can't wait. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, well, Mississippi Heritage Trust is known also as having a great party, so you've got a good reputation going, established <laughs> already. Um, but, yeah, this is not just uh, sort of a listening room. You guys are bringing in some some of the, the best rock bands in Jackson. Let's talk a little bit about who we can expect to hear on Saturday night, starting at 7 at Lowry House in Jackson. Yes. Yeah, so... Um I'll, I'll kind of start from like you know the way it's going to be played I guess out that night. But um, the first group is this, uh, this band called Rod Smoth. Um, it's actually the solo project of uh, musician Reed Smith. Mm. Um, Reed's from Clinton. Uh, he's one of the best songwriters I've ever met, especially for his age. And um, he's definitely making some of the most interesting music in the state. Uh, it's really soulful, and it's uh, it's it's got this kind of uh, reverent kind of nice slow beat to it um and it's going to be a really fun thing to see this in the lowry house because of how how much wood is in that house and like his sound mixed in with the vibe of that house is going to be really nice and oh, special. what a great point to make mm. that these spaces have a, a nice sound to them yeah. as well yeah and so to juxtapose the the beautiful kind of downtrodden sounds of reed um we're going to bring in tyler tadlock who is uh, a dj and a electronic musician he goes by the the the, the name uh, spirituals and tyler is uh one of also the more talented people i've ever met um he is kind of uh a big Midtown staple. Um, he is the proprietor at Ann Gallery in Midtown. And um, he's just one of these guys that's all about keeping the creative spirit alive, especially with community. Um, he would rather us, you know, find people to be creative and push creativity over anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows in his music. His, his music is uh, electronic. Um, he likes the word techno, but I think that's almost like a too general term to, to really describe mm-hmm. what exactly he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of comes from a lot of different genres that are uh, mixing all together to make this beautiful kind of electronic kind of dance music. So, you know, with Reed coming in there, bringing in the uh, acoustic guitar, then we've got Tyler that's going to kind of pep it up a little bit. 
And then um, to close out the night, we've got some of uh, some great old Jackson musicians, um, Wes Williams, uh, Bobby Anderson, and Chris Goodwin. Mm-hmm. They make out the Guiding Lights, which um, I think is the greatest band. Name I was about ever. to say you probably have known some of these guys already. Um, uh, Los Buddies was the band that, that that they were before, and they played everywhere, and everybody loved them. Um, they're just kind of loud, good time, you know, rock and roll. Uh, and I've I've told them many times that their their music kind of reminds me of like a '50s frat party. You know? <laughs> oh, it's, it's got it's got this kind of Animal House vibe yeah. to it. You know? um, yeah. And for better or worse, I'm playing with them that night, um, so uh, it should for be for better. Yeah, That's it, great. We, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, we've only had two rehearsals, and I'm trying to kind of you know pick it up, you know. But I'm really now, excited about it. Yeah. Lowry House, as you mentioned, is this this great space. I love the fact that we're getting in there and having fun. You know, I think oftentimes people think about preservation and think about pristine and untouchable and, you know, mm-hmm. wear the gloves when you walk up the stairs. Um, but, Lolly, how are you guys going to utilize the space? You've got multiple rooms in Lowry House. You've got a, an amazing front porch there. Yeah, it's, well, it makes it the perfect fit for a house party, right? The yeah. bands are going to be in the front, and then we'll have a bar. The apothecary is coming in and doing. Ooh, uh, Christmas them. punch for us, which is going to be a lot of fun. Erica Speed, our colleague, is down there right now putting up these gorgeous Christmas decorations. It's wild and nice. interesting and fun. Mm. It looks like you're walking into you know this Christmas wilderness at the Lowry House right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she get to explore this beautiful uh, historic home with the as as. Uh, as we said, you know, with the beautiful wooden floors and plaster walls and great details that come along with with these historic houses and then just get to see it in a new fun way. That's exactly right. Now, you alluded to this before, Cole, but this is a philanthropic endeavor as well. You've got a small cover charge, but you're also asking people to come out and bring warm clothes, a partnership yeah. with Stupot, I believe. Right. So uh, a few weeks ago, I randomly, I never do this, was watching uh, the WLBT Nightly News and I just saw this thing about how um, that random cold weather front that Jackson yeah, received. Yeah, it is um, so hard. It mm-hmm. inundated Stupot with a need for jackets. Mm-hmm. You know, tons of people came over there not having any sort of winter clothing because yeah. it just came out of nowhere. Um, and Laura Beth and I live downtown. Uh, after I saw that that segment, about two days later, I was um, parking my car downtown, and I saw a family walking down the street with no no jackets, and it was freezing. Mm. And it was almost like this this setup thing of events that was like, all right, this is too much for me to ignore right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I'm I tend to not believe in coincidence anymore in my life. I'm kind of a bit more of a spiritual man these days, and, right. I, and I feel like I was seeing this for some some sort of reason. Um, and so I talked to Reed of Rod Smoth and I talked to, um, you know, Laura Beth in, in a lot of, uh, different ways, but, and we got Lolly and Erica involved and it just was a no brainer from there. You know, it was like, we need to just have a cover charge, throw a really great show, bring jackets, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. I contacted Michelle Bingham over at, uh, at Stew Pot Services and they were like, yeah, do it, you know, bring it on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just seems like such a natural progression for us to have this this big show, Christmas time, and then you know be able to kind of uh, connect what the, the Heritage Trust has already, always done and already doing, and then us be able to add on with the uh, the philanthropy. Um, it just seemed like the right thing to do at this point, and um, that's a big part of what's going on here. Is that like. I think we could do this more often in Jackson. It, you know, people throwing right. shows. It's easy to have bands come in and play. People come. Um, we could really, really benefit from people doing more of this kind of stuff. Um, not saying that I'm going to be the one that does any more <laughs> of it, but this definitely was one of those that I felt like I could really sink my teeth into. So, and well, I, and That was a perfect term, sink yeah. it. See, when people, you know, the seedling of things like this come from, you know, something that tugs at your heart or tugs right. at your spirit right. and you go and do it and you don't make an excuse or let it be an afterthought or just chop it up to the ways of the world right. and you actually execute and you bring in other people and other right. organizations, that's when you're doing the work, yeah, you it, know? It's definitely something that I, I felt like I had just, I don't know, I just had to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really great and, and incredible. You know, applaud you all for making it happen so fast, seeing a need, understanding uh, where your talents are, where you have resources, and how to bring all those things together. That's so right. mm-hmm. uh, exciting. I hope to see you guys on Saturday night. Uh, give us the details so folks can go out and learn a little more. Yeah, so it's 7 p.m. Uh, it's $5 cover. 
tomorrow night, December 15th, um, and uh, Reed starts the night. I think Tyler's going to actually spin some records, um, actual platters of vinyl. Um, <laughs> there you which, go. Which you can't see that very often anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, and then um, Tyler's going to do a set of spiritual stuff, which is absolutely, do not miss that. And then we're going to get raucous and fun and wild with uh, the guiding lights at the end of the night. So I really hope everyone comes. I really hope everyone is able to bring something. Jackets, pillows, sweaters, sweatshirts, hoodies, anything that you can get rid of, please bring it to us because... Uh, there's people that need it. That's so. right. That's great. Thank you, Molly. Too. Well, and uh, Lowry House is located just off of State Street in Jackson and Fortification, so easy to find. Check it out live at Lowry on Facebook. You can get all the details there. All right, it is time for us to take another break, but when we return, we're headed to Hattiesburg. We'll speak about zoo lights and the holiday market. Stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. This year, when you start feeling those twinges of holiday stress, don't. MPB Think Radio solves the age-old dilemma of the proverbial person who has everything with the MPB online store. Iconic MPB and PBS gear that's comfy and fun and celebrates that person's favorite shows. Long-sleeve t-shirts, DVDs, umbrellas, even toasty socks and baby booties. Plus a discount code for members in the MPB program guide. See for yourself at shopmpbonline.org. And relax, we got you. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. Before the break, we spoke with Cole Furlow and Lolly Rash about Live at Lowry, a concert and jacket drive taking place Saturday, December 15th at Lowry House in Jackson, going to be a great show in a beautiful location check it out on facebook now happy to welcome to the show rick taylor executive director of hattiesburg convention commission here to talk a bit about the annual zoo lights and holiday market welcome rick well uh, so welcome to you and uh, thank you for having me Rick, we're, we're glad to have you on the show. This is one of those annual events that we always get excited about on Next Stop Mississippi. Um, but for our listeners who aren't familiar, give us the big picture around zoo lights and holiday market. Sure. Um, here in Hasburg, we have an annual tradition of uh, kind of celebrating the Christmas season with uh, a big zoo lights extravaganza and holiday market at the Hasburg Zoo. Uh, it will be this weekend, actually begins tonight, and it will run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this weekend, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next weekend uh, from 5.30 to 8. And basically what we do is we decorate the zoo um, in a very festive holiday setting, especially with a lot of lights, electric lights, and um, really just something that, that dazzles uh, your eyes and uh, gives you a lot of fun in a in a zoo setting. Wow. Now, you guys have some special treats planned for uh, zoo lights this year. Tell us about the tuba Christmas and uh, the carolers that greet the guests and other activities that you have planned. Well, uh, along with the beautiful lights, uh, which, which we just talked about, uh, we have a, um, really a lot of fun for the entire family. Um, we have the big holiday market, which is in the center part of the zoo, and the lights are all around it. But uh, we will be having the Polar Express, that's our train, which will be uh, unlimited for folks that come. You know, some of the kids like to just ride the train forever, and they can do that um, during this event. 
We have, of course, our uh, our carousel, which has now been converted to a candy cane carousel. And then at our Camp Capybara, which is an overnight campground within the zoo that we use throughout the year, we have a Feliz Navidad celebration where kids can come and sit around the campfire and make s'mores. Um, if, if that's not enough, then um, if they can pull themselves away from the fun, they can write a letter to Santa if they haven't already dug into their parents' closets and figured out what they're probably getting for Christmas. And then uh, for, for those that um, want a peaceful moment away from all of the uh, vibrant activity, there's story time with Mrs. Claus, uh, our gingerbread house uh, competition, which is in our Asbury Discovery Center. And, of course, it's all woven through, because it's a zoo, with holiday animal encounters. So we bring oh. out some of the animals you might find in a, in a little cooler climate. Uh, so our warm and fuzzy animals that uh, and that the kids can come and, and look at and talk to keepers about and, in some cases, uh, pets. That's incredible. Uh, the Hattiesburg Zoo is such a, a really lovely zoo, a really sweet zoo, and a great experience, a wonderful team over there. What sort of reactions do you get um, feedback from the community about this annual Christmas program? Well, as I mentioned, it's become a real family tradition. Uh, we always see, certainly we'll start this weekend, but even next weekend as it gets really close to Christmas, we see the whole extended family, grandparents, great-grandparents, uh, parents, uh, and, and kids all come out um, and just have a good time. And really, it, it gets them into the holiday spirit. Now, we have made, uh, last year we did this, and this year we've made a concession for those few curmudgeons <laughs> that aren't as enthused about um, the Christmas spirit. And we have a little spot for the Festivus celebration. For all the Seinfeld fans, they'll remember the Festivus where you get to air your grievances about your family. We have a little mic. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then there's the piece of strength and then the silver poles that they can look at. So, you know, even, even if you've got a member of your family who's just not in the mood, you can put them over there at the festival celebration. The rest of you can <laughs> have a really area grievances. Time. So will security be provided? <laughs> Fair question. We might have to bring one of the larger animals out. <laughs> I love that. That is too much. Right. That is so good. Well, uh, Rick, you did mention this, but part of uh, the annual holiday zoo light celebration is the holiday market. And this is really where you can go and get those handmade Mississippi products and Mississippi gifts, a great way to get out with your family after business hours, um, let the kids enjoy the lights and the animals and the cocoa and all the fun, but also check a few boxes on the Christmas list. And let's talk about this muled wine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, you what's know, so muled uh, about that, it? <laughs> that mule, yeah. It, uh, that, that's what happens, uh, you know, if you need to temper the folks who are over in that festivus <laughs> area. A little bit. Um, get them a little mulled wine, and uh, and you know they, they they ease on into that holiday spirit <laughs> right. a little better. But but for all the rest of the folks that might not want that, um, we've got some really uh, special hot chocolate and things to sip on while you're seeing the lights, while you're enjoying all the festivities, and we hope while you're getting those last minute items at that uh, holiday market featuring all the Mississippi items. Mayor Margaret, how could you let me mispronounce that? And just sit here. I lost it. You just sat here. You didn't even look up. (laughs) Come on, co host and friend. You will mispronounce it. That's right. Uh, Thanks, Rick, for straightening it out for me. I'm sure mule wine is like a cocktail the apothecary makes. Yeah, yeah. It's a craft drink. Nice. (laughs) That's great. All right, Rick, now um, Hattiesburg Zoo is easy to find. It's right in the middle of town, but give our listeners a little bit of detail about where you're located, where they can go to get more information. Okay. Uh, yeah, to, to really get information about it, you can certainly look us up on Facebook at Hasbrook Zoo uh, and probably click, click across to one of our uh, event pages for Zoo Lights. Our website is HattiesburgZoo.com. You can look it up there as well. And if you, if you don't even want to fool with that and you're in the Jackson area or from the coast, just come both directions, whichever one works for you, on 49 right to the center of Hattiesburg, and go east. You cannot miss the zoo. We are just off 49 as you head into downtown Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. 
Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And Rick, as we look into the new year and to 2019, um, what are you guys most excited about at the Hattiesburg Convention Commission in this bright and shiny 2019 year? Well, we, we are very excited about what's coming up in 2019. Uh, with the Convention Commission, we've got several facilities, our theater, the zoo, we've got museums. But specifically this year, we are actually beginning construction on a, a very large expansion of the zoo with a, a new giraffe exhibit and uh, several other exhibits and facilities. We're also now expanding the 6th Street Museum District. We are going to be moving Miss Osceola McCarty's house into this museum district and uh, where it will be next to the Eureka School Museum and the African American Military History Museum. Uh, and then uh, we've got some really big name acts coming into the Sanger. So it's going to be a busy year, but a very exciting year. That is really good news. Can't wait to hear more about that 6th Street Museum District expansion. We'll have you back in the new year, Rick. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, time for our final break. But when we return, we'll wrap the show with Karen Thurman and April Parkman of the Smith Family Singers. Don't go far. You don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi here on MPB Think Radio. Traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. Whether you're a thrifty shopper or someone who likes to buy the whole store, Change is the program that will allow your purchases to show your support for the quality content on MPB Radio. This easy and no-hassle program rounds up your credit or debit card purchases to the nearest dollar and sends us the difference. You support MPB and get something nice for yourself. To sign up for Change, visit our website, mpbonline.org, and click support. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Listening to MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Camille King. We're going to wrap up the show today with our next guests, Karen Thurman and April Parkman with the Smith Family Singers. They're here to talk about their annual Smith Family Christmas Concert, a musical production at the Mary C. O'Keefe Cultural Center. Welcome, ladies. Hi, how are you? We're doing well. We're so glad to have you on the show today to talk a bit about this family band. It's been around for quite some time, and I know um, you guys have a wonderful story to tell. Tell us a little bit about how the Smith Family Singers started this journey. Well, um, my mom and dad got married in the 70s, 1970, actually, and they are both from musical families. So my dad started a gospel group, and my mom sang with them, and it was always hard trying to find musicians. So as they started having children, and there are actually seven children, um, he started teaching, he and my mom both started teaching all of the children to play a musical instrument. And so, (laughs) yes, we all became... Did you get to choose your instrument, or was it assigned to you? It was was more out of necessity. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. As more children came along, then you kind of got shifted to another instrument. So a lot of us play multiple instruments. Some of us play 11 or 12 instruments. Wow. Um, but then as uh, we started having children, and you know, started getting married and having children, all of our spouses either sing or play musical instruments also. <laughs> wow. And so- then our children all play. So uh, one of our, our drummer actually for the group is my six-year-old. Uh, so we have the grandchildren play, they sing, they're all a part of it. So we, 
and really just started kind of as church musicians, and then we kind of branched out, and some of us have played with different um, professional performers and traveled across the country and done different things. But after my father passed about three years ago, we actually took all of our efforts to the stage, and we mm. kind of ran to the theater as a therapy. Wow. And we started family Christmas rather than just, just singing, and it's kind of a variety show. So that's kind of how it all started. Well, I love this story. I mean, you used to see, you know, more family bands and and groups, uh, you know, kind of back in the day. And as, you know, let's just be honest, as the moral fiber <laughs> of the world started fading a little bit, so did those type of things. So it's so great to hear a story like this. Uh, so my question is this, you know, with, with children and grandchildren coming along, you know, are, are people kind of attracted in the family to want to be a part of it? Or is it more of like a Joe Jackson technique where it's just like, <laughs> you're going to be in the band, you're going to practice, and this is how it's going down. Like, what is, how, how is it uh, for the family? <laughs> well, it's you say Joe Jackson. No. <laughs> God bless the dead. <laughs> um, I, I would have to say originally, well, you know, we always, we didn't always want to practice. Sure. But we, we, in the early days, you know, we practiced a lot and it was mandatory. It wasn't a choice. It wasn't, you know, for the joy of doing this all the time, it was, you're going to do this. My father was military. He, everything was very strong, structured, and that's how we started. But we did learn to love it because we did it most of the day, every day. Um, mm-hmm. but, but we did grow to love it, and music is just so much a part of our family. And we randomly sing and randomly break out in songs if we're ever in Walmart or in the car. <laughs> and it happens all the time, and we don't even notice it. <laughs> that is wow. so beautiful. It's, it's funny because people say, how come you always have musicians? Why do you always have? How come your kids can play when they're two and three? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because, and my, my dad always said, you have to allow them. Mm-hmm. A lot of children have interest in music. And, you know, the parents don't want to hear the noise. Get out for that. And my mom would say, you have to go through the noise to get to the music. Mm. And she would encourage other people, you know, your kids could play too if you let them. And it, it didn't become so much of just a training all the time. We literally allow them. When a kid walks up and wants to touch the piano, we pick them up, sit them in our laps. If they want to get on the drums, we pick them up. You know, somebody holds them. Mm-hmm. And that's how the training kind of began. So it's not even really that formal anymore. It's just kind of a way of life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful. I, I, I think you said you have to live with the noise to get to the music. Is that, is that what your mom says? Wow. Those are words to live by. I'm telling you, wow. Really nice. Now, I also am very um, compelled and uh, inspired by the fact that through the grief of losing your father, the patriarch Mm -hmm. of the family, you came together to create uh, the Christmas concert that you do annually at the Mary C. O'Keefe Cultural Center. That's happening tomorrow night at 7. Um, Talk a little bit about what people can expect of this show. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, the first half of the show, and what we tried to do, we actually started at the Belated Little Theater, and we did two shows there, and then we did uh, the Christmas show last year at the Mary C. But what we try to do is have a more traditional first act, um, and the, it'll be singing, it'll be some, you know, dancing, some of the kids do things. It's, uh, there are door prizes, there are games. It's sort of a variety show, but... Uh, it's, it's more serious during the, the first half, and we've done things from uh, entire group choir songs. We do a cappella. That's the other thing. Even though all of us play, my dad always wanted us to be true to our harmony. Mm-hmm. And so we always, in, in wherever we go, wherever we perform, we always try to include some type of a cappella element. And so you'll see some of that in the first half. Now, the second half is it's all fun. <laughs> it is mm-hmm. so much fun. We do. We actually write a lot of our Christmas songs, or we spoof. Christmas oh, really? Songs oh, wow. Yes. Last year, we had um, one of the big numbers was Red and Green, and it was done to uh, Princess Purple Rain. <laughs> oh, wow. I was not expecting you to say that. Wow. Yeah, so we so it was really neat. He was my brother uh, who plays guitar and other things. He was Prince dressed up, wig and everything, and then his only want to see you deck the halls in red and green. So we had the whole band played. He had background singers. It was awesome. Nice. So, you know, we have a lot of giveaways. There's raffles. There's prizes. My mom is the door prize queen. 
So if you come to the show, chances are you're going to leave with something. We also have Santa coming. It's just a really fun time. And we incorporate our children into everything that we do. And so they'll sing some of the serious songs, and they also have a lot of the fun with Oh, that is just really great. It's, it, I'm, I'm inspired just uh, hearing you talk about it. Now, do please give our listeners a few details about the concert, when it begins, and where they can find more information. Hey, Karen, you going to tackle that one? Sure. <laughs> um, the concert is at the Mary C. O'Keefe Center. Um, you can go online to the org. Um, that address to the uh, center is 1600 Government Street in Ocean Springs. The show starts at 7, and doors will open at 6.30. That's great. Thank you so much, Karen and April, with the Smith Family Christmas Concert of the Smith Family Singers. Enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. All right. We want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us, and thank all of our guests, Cheryl Thornhill with the Museum of the Mississippi Delta, Lolly Rash and Cole Furlow with Live at Lowry, Rick Taylor in Hattiesburg with the Hattiesburg Zoo Lights, and Karen Thurman and April Parkman of the Smith Family Singers. If you missed part of the show or you want to hear past episodes, log on to mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is produced by Michelle McAdoo. For Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women, and please join us again next week for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPV Think Radio.